This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. The U.S. Department of Justice has produced evidence showing that there were bribes of the FIFA voters. That's obviously against the rules. Right. So they got it with corruption. And there were other issues in terms that they couldn't host it during the summer like they originally said they would because it was going to be 120 degrees. There were plenty of reasons not to have this World Cup in Qatar, but I always felt like it was going to happen. And here we are, and it's happening. This is the Adam Gold Show. It's the Adam Gold Show. I am Adam Gold. Dennis Cox is sitting in for Victoria today. That was Grant Wall in the open of the program. Uh, He passed away on Saturday, actually Friday night he passed away, in uh, Qatar covering the World Cup. And I guess that's the theme of the week, huh? We lost Paul Silas also over the weekend, former uh, Hornets, former Cleveland Cavaliers, another coach. He's coached uh, for a while in the NBA, former NBA player. So we lost Paul Silas as well, and... Uh, whether it was late last night or early this morning, we lost Mike Leach, the uh, most recently head coach of Mississippi State. They're getting ready for a bowl game. And they just won the Egg Bowl, what, three weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it's almost three weeks. Oh, three weeks ago now. Uh, so they won the uh, they won the Egg Bowl. So uh, it's – and that happened quickly. I mean, it – they were, they were preparing and – uh, all of a sudden, he was in the hospital, and then it turned. It went from uh, he wasn't feeling well to, you know, pray for Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know, within it seemed like five hours, and came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, uh, but they say they said it was due to a heart condition. Sixty-one years old, Mike Leach passed away. Uh, so we'll have some of that today. But there's a lot of other things to discuss. Uh, we got Hurricanes hockey tonight against a very difficult, uh, very good offensive opponent in the Detroit Red Wings. Also, an opponent that just for not, I wouldn't say for some reason they've had talent and they've also had size. Mm-hmm. Gives Carolina a hard time. The Red Wings have given the Hurricanes a hard time. Uh, Adam Ernie, that guy has five career goals in 14 games against the Hurricanes. He's just a big depth forward and has given Carolina some trouble. He's only got uh, four goals this year, but he's got five in his career in 14 games against Carolina. So he's not really a big scorer, but against the Hurricanes, he's done some big scoring. So we got a lot of things to do today. Uh, Let's start. All right, let's get right to it. Mike Leach passed away, age 61, 158 wins. Three-time Conference Coach of the Year, twice in the Pac-12 with Washington State, once in the Big 12 with Texas Tech. He's won the Coach... There's so many National Coach of the Year awards, but he won a National Coach of the Year award in 2018 with the Cougars. The thing about Leach is that He was at Texas Tech, then Washington State, then Mississippi State. He essentially took three 
mid-tier Power 5 conference schools. I mean, nobody's going to call Texas Tech a power no. in, in, within their league. And nobody would say that about Washington State. And nobody would say that about Mississippi State. There have been times where Washington State was excellent, right? In the Ryan Leaf era or in the Drew Bledsoe era. Those, they were competing for or at times winning a conference championship. Um, and Texas Tech, at times, they won, I think he won 11 games there twice at Texas Tech. So there were times where they had excellent teams. But for the most part, they were mid, I'll just say mid-table teams in those leagues. I think Cliff Kingsbury was his quarterback at Texas Tech. Uh, yes. So the coaching tree is Cliff Kingsbury, Lincoln Riley, Sonny Dykes, Dana Holgerson, and the common theme all of with all of them is prolific offensive minds. Sometimes a little goofy, which is the best way to describe Mike Leach. The air raid offense is uh, certainly an offense that will be fun to watch and will get you to a certain point probably, but it's hard to get over the line with that offense because it is so dependent without tweaking it. And I think Lincoln Riley has tweaked it plenty. But without tweaking it, it's hard to get over the line and become an absolute champion if you're just doing that. It just, it just, and that's really what has eluded Mike Leach, uh, even though he has had some spectacular, spectacular seasons. But here's the thing about Leach, uh, and we'll hear from Ryan McGee here in a second about um, Mike Leach. In a sport which has increasingly become absent coaches with personality, Mike Leach was. Almost a goofball. He exuded different. He was willing to engage in the silly and had opinions on everything. And you'll hear that throughout the show today. Here's Ryan McGee from ESPN on what college football will miss. What I love about college football is the uniqueness of it. And no one, to me, was a better example of that than Mike Leach. It's the characters and it's the people. And ultimately in college football, you're rooting for laundry, right? Because you only get these guys for a few years and then they move on to the league or they move on just out of football. But the constants are the coaches. And no offense to most of the other guys, it gets a little cookie cutter, right? You're dealing with kind of the same guy that learned from this guy who learned from that guy. And everybody in that Mike Leach, How Mummy, Air Raid tree, they're all kind of goofy. You know, they all kind of do things their own way. And so to me, Mike Leach was kind of the ultimate example of that. You didn't have to agree with him. I mean, he certainly was not without his controversies. He certainly was not without his detractors. But no one didn't enjoy talking to him or debating with him. Everyone enjoyed talking football with him. Yeah, and again, you can engage him in almost any conversation. And he was, like, a lot of coaches would, like, if you asked Nick Saban about candy corn, Nick Saban would, you know, no, you have, he has no time for your, your silliness. None. Mike Leach has time for your silliness. And maybe it's because, because first of all, I think a guy like Leach is super smart, Right. He is super smart about football. And a lot of those eccentric people also think 
about a lot of other things that might be silly, like candy corn, right? Um, but they have opinions and just goofy ideas on the rest of the world. And I think that's what kind of made Mike Leach in some ways lovable. We'll talk more about that. Ruffin McNeil is actually going to join us uh, in just a few minutes. Real quick about the offense. Todd McShay from ESPN on what made the offense different. If you talk to any of those quarterbacks about the system, he found a way to make a new offense and and something that was so high-powered so simple on the quarterback. You know, it wasn't like 15 words of verbiage in every play call. It wasn't these, like, complicated full-field reads, even though they had some of those things. But it just, for the quarterback, it was like, if this is here, go there. If this is not there, go here. It was really simple, and that allowed them to go fast and and allowed them to kind of shock defenses with the the tempo and pace and, and how spread out they were. And it was, you prepare for all these offenses, but then you know you can kind of circle, or, all right, we got air raid this week, and we, we've got to kind of change everything we're thinking and doing to prepare for that. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. It was a great, it was a fun offense. Fun offense to watch play at the college level. And they've tried it at the NFL. It hasn't quite worked uh, in some ways at the NFL. But, you know, the uh, the June Jones uh, version of it, the run and shoot. Uh, so th- there's there has been... There have been offenses like that in the NFL. I think the Arizona Cardinals started out trying to run that. They don't really run that same offense anymore because the NFL will destroy it. Because the NFL has guys who can cover. And once they have guys who can cover, they just blitz your pants off. And then they kill your quarterback. Uh, Sometimes your quarterback uh, hurts himself. Uh, And that's what happened to the Arizona Cardinals last night. Um, this is not about the offense, just one of those freak things, non-contact injury, as the Cardinals lost Kyler Murray early in what I think the headline I saw is surely a tear of the ACL. Uh, and that meant everything, at least to Cliff Kingsbury, his head coach. Yeah, it's tough. There's no doubt. Um, you see teams go through it every week, but you lose your starter on third play of the game. Um, you know, kind of a deal non-contact it's just just tough to watch and see and um you got to be able to rebound and uh continue to play the game though they they did i thought colt mccoy played pretty well i really did i think colt mccoy played very well i think he was let down a little bit by wide receivers couldn't hold on to the ball if hollywood brown catches that ball i think that was the fourth down play right before the end of the half if he catches that pass uh, I think they might kick a field goal. Maybe they score a touchdown. Uh, but they turn it over. The Patriots kick a field goal. It goes from, I think, went from what could have been 16-7 if the Cardinals cash in at least three points. It becomes 13-10. Patriots get the ball to start the half, and the Patriots were significantly better in the second half. Might not have mattered at all because the Patriots are significantly better coached 
than the Cardinals are. No offense to you, Cliff Kingsbury, but it hadn't gone well. Uh, and we know what Bill Belichick's about. Um, they're not great, but in their lane against teams of their ilk, they're probably going to beat you because they don't make the same mistakes that you make. So the fourth down conversion that wasn't, and then in the second half, the DeAndre Hopkins fumble that was returned for a touchdown, that's your ball game right there. Real quick, um, Dennis, you didn't watch any of the game, right? No, I have better things to do. I don't blame you. Um, I'm not sure that Mac Jones is not going to get punched in the face by either a teammate or a coach before the season is out. He kind of seems like a jerk. Uh, Tom Brady can get away with this, even though that's jerk behavior when Brady yells at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a, My gosh, if could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers did that? All the think pieces? <gasps> All the think pieces. No. So. No, but here's the thing with some of those guys. Hey, that's being a leader, right? No, with Tom Brady, it is being a leader. That's that's what it is. It's all about leadership and uh, and standards and demanding. Uh, Mac Jones, you're gonna get yourself punched in the face, maybe by Matt Patricia. You wave off your coach. Who? What have you done? <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, you're a second year kid. Mac hey. was, I thought. Mostly bleh, in the first half, but much better in the second half. I think he was much better in the second half. So, um, say that again, Dennis. We oh we oh look at that! It just showed up. Mac Jones, <laughs> yes, he he has been frustrated with the offense. No, um, I think the biggest thing for me is not letting it affect my play and bringing the best out of my guys. So today I thought we all did a good job with trying to play the next play, play the next series, and uh, Matty P did a great job. He's trying to call the game so that we can win. And sometimes it might be this thing that people don't know about, like the quick passes for whatever reason, and that's our game plan. So we knew that's what we had to do to win, and he called a great game and um, stayed calm. Matty P is a very calm person, very stoic, and... Um, we're just going to continue to grow together and, and do what we can to win games. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get punched in the face. Uh, that's Mac Jones. All right, real uh, real quick about this. Now the playoff race is really jumbled up in the AFC. Uh, you've got the Patriots who are in the seventh seed, the Chargers in the eight. There is no eight seed, so they're out of the playoffs. The Jets are ninth. All teams seven and six. Patriots beat the Jets twice, so the Patriots had that advantage over New York. If the Jets, if they're going to get that spot, are going to have to pass New England. And actually, right now, they lose the tiebreaker with the Chargers as well. I said this a couple of weeks ago. I don't think there will be a team from East Rutherford in the playoffs in the in the NFL. As good as both teams looked, say, four weeks ago, I don't think we will have a team from East Rutherford, New Jersey, playing in the playoffs. I don't. Um, but that doesn't mean that both teams haven't made super strides this year. The Jets are going to have to figure out a way to go probably 3-1 and one over their last four just to have a chance. And I think the Chargers are probably going to go at least 2-2, two and two, maybe 3-1 and one as well. So uh, it, is, it is very tight there. I actually put up a poll that will answer at 1 o'clock. Of these four teams, who is most likely to make the playoffs in the NFL? The Jets, the Giants, the Lions, or the Panthers? Which of those 
four most likely to make the playoffs. Yes, I said the Lions. Amazing. They are on a a big-time roll right now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ruffin McNeil is a special assistant to Dave Doran at NC State and coached with Mike Leach at Texas Tech. And he joins us on the Adam Gold Show uh, sir, I wish there were happier circumstances, uh, but thank you very much for your time. And I know everybody's preparing uh, for a bowl game, so I don't want to uh, kind of dominate your afternoon. But your thoughts on the passing and what Mike Leach meant? Um, it's my pleasure, Adam. I was not a problem whatsoever, man. I, I was looking forward to talking to you. Um, man, it was tough news. I mean, I knew every, like everyone else uh, on Sunday – Something tough had happened, and uh, you know he was uh, hospitalized. And uh, then to hear the news this morning, uh, it was tough. You know, Mike was like like everyone has talked about, probably or tweeted about or written about. Uh, but for me, I was with him ten years, the longest I've been with any any stop in my whole four or three years of coaching. You know, so I was around with a bunch and. Um, it was tough news, you know. I I sent prayers and and blessings out to Sharon and the kids, and uh, you know I knew those kids when they were just you know little little jabbers, you know, around the <laughs> office. And but I I, I just pray, praying for them right now. But uh, the football uh, world lost a lot of lost a big big influence today, uh, in my opinion. And uh, I know it may be biased. Matter of fact, it probably is biased because I work work for him, Adam. But you know, I think he's influenced, uh, along with Hal Mummy, but he influenced the college game uh, with the passing and the, the 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 focus on the quarterback and receiver combinations, um, and also his uh, very uh, memorable interviews, uh, his honesty. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, that's your expert. Yeah. That's your profession. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he'd be missed, man. I miss him. Uh, I found out that work. Dave called me. Dave's on the road. He was the first one to call me and um, and check on me. Like everything else, y'all know the story of Dave. Mm-hmm. First person I heard from about it was Dave and uh, Coach Doran. So there he is again. And how much he means to me. But uh, I'm gonna have to be on with you. And, and uh, you, any questions you got on on Mike, just let me know. But yeah, uh, he'll be missed dearly by me and a lot of other a lot of other friends and coaches in the business. All right, so so you brought up the personality, and I, I so that's as good a place as any to start about Mike Leach, because for the most part, and I would I I exclude you from this part because I think you exude personality as well, um, obviously different than Coach Leach, but uh, in a sport that has become pretty, from a coaching perspective as they relate to the media, pretty bland and pretty. Uh, guarded because you don't want to say anything that's going to annoy an opponent. You don't want to give anything away. 
Um, mm-hmm. Mike was unafraid to say what he thought, and he had an opinion on everything from uh, planning a wedding to to candy corn. Any was he was he that way? Just around the football office. There's, there's no doubt. You know, we uh, first thing I thought I think that needs to. Uh, is 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 when you mention him, think about brilliance and, and genius. Yeah, uh, really, really smart person. Number one, uh, really steadfast in his beliefs. Adam, I think you appreciate. I know yeah. you'd appreciate that. Steadfast in his belief and philosophy, uh, and what he believed in. So those abilities to talk and speak on the variety of subjects during the interview process. From Christmas candy corn uh, <laughs> to what's the what's who's the toughest uh, mascot out there in the in the <laughs> the, the Pac-12 at that time and and be detailed yeah. and, and talk to it like he's th- he's actually thought about it sure exactly how to compare the toughest mascot uh, to also being steadfast in the design of a particular route or uh, one of the first persons I have been around that taught you you never out of the game. You could always come back from a game. He believed in the philosophy that he had so well that he knew how to fix it or correct it if a problem happened, happened with it. And uh, that genius or brilliance and that personality that you talk about, it came out in the staff meetings in uh, uh, our staff trips that we took every year, 10 years to Key West. That was the only place we would travel as a staff. <laughs> And that was he was adamant about us going to Key West. And for ten years, I visited Key, Key West with with Mike and our staff. Uh, and uh, but that's the the personality that you mentioned that's that's not quite there now among yeah. uh, my our coworkers and cohorts. Uh, and the the geniality because it was genuine. It's not. It was not an act. Right. Uh, and uh, but also. One of the things that people didn't know about one of the best family men I've ever worked for, uh, who cared about your family and cared about his family. He's a great dad and a uh, uh, great husband and, and uh, you know, a great uh, a, a great family man, too, as well. So I'm, I'm, my follow-up to that is, was he a big Hemingway guy? Why was Key West the place? You know, I... <laughs> Uh, he he's probably told me I'm sure one of the ten times that we visited, uh, but I think Hemingway would be one. Uh, the water, the peace yeah. and quiet. I think the, the 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 free the the free free mindedness yeah. of it all. There's a free uh, a, a free will, a free mindedness, mindedness, mindedness of all the people that were visiting Key West every time we, we were there of, you know, life is good. Yeah. Uh, it's a place, man. There's a, <laughs> there's a, 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 a Spanish quote uh, that I've learned living in Lubbock so long was La Vida es corta, el tiempo es suerte. Life is short, time is luck. And I think that may have been the, uh, one of the key parts of going there. You know, we could, you could, you could relax. He didn't have to be head coach Mike Leach. He could be yeah. Mike to him. He was always Mike to us, but I thought that was a big part of it too. Ruffin McNeil is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Ten years he worked 
with Mike Leach at Texas Tech. Um, he was, the, as a defensive guy, how did he look at defense? Uh, because he was such an offensive guy. Sometimes the defensive guy and the offensive guy, uh, in terms of coaching, don't always get along because sometimes he puts you in difficult spots. So how did he view defense? Absolutely the one of the best, if you're a defensive coach, to work with. One, he didn't bother you at all. I could have had <laughs> one D lineman in the game and 10 DBs, whatever I chose to, to run as a coordinator. Uh, but, you know, the fact that he would go for it on fourth, a fourth and whatever. Right. Uh, he believed in the passing game being a part of Almost like the option game, Adam. If you mm-hmm. if take a step back for a minute, the, the the passing game that he had is is really reminiscent of the option football game because he believed in everyone touching a football, right? Uh, like a, like an option team run, does now. Uh, so to be a defensive coordinator for him, yeah, it got tough at times, but you knew you were going to have a offensive unit that was going to put thirty plus to forty plus points on the board for you. And uh, all he wanted you to do was make sure you didn't let him have long drives. He wanted the ball back quickly. So that was the only thing that he would say. <laughs> Blitz all of them. I said, Coach, I am. I got to cover someone. But uh, but he was great to work for the defensive coach because uh, he just let you do your thing. But you know the defensive coach, you knew you were going to be with an offense that was going to put up on a, on a tough night 30. Right. On a great night, could have been 50. Ruffin McNeil, I appreciate your time, sir. Sorry for your loss. I know this uh, this uh, this cuts very close to you, so um, I'm glad you were able to carve out some moments for us. Uh, best of luck to you uh, and our thoughts and prayers with you and uh, the Leach family. I appreciate it. Well, I, I appreciate you, and thanks for having me on, and thanks for all you do for, for not just us but all the sports and, and, and uh, representing us so much in the – Let us speak our our message as well. So I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. You got it. We'll do it again soon, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you. You got it. Ruffin McNeil, special assistant to Dave Doran at NC State. This is the Adam Gold Show. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.